Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. everyone and welcome to Violet Reggae Radio. I'm your host Rose Jimenez and I am very thankful to the founders of the Seika Network and I am glad that they have given me this opportunity to bring the show to the public where each Thursday evening at 9 p.m. We will be talking about Reiki and all things surrounding Reiki, its roots, its discovery, Reiki practice, and more. Reiki is a universal life force energy. It is an intelligent energy of love and wholeness. It understands the cause of problems and what healing is necessary. The Reiki energy has a wisdom of its own, healing and balancing all aspects of a person's mind, body, emotions, and spirit. Reiki is a blessing, an instantaneously conferred sacred potential for healing, protection, personal, and spiritual development. The number here in the studio, if you'd like to call in tonight and chat with us, is 347-677-0699. For more information on me and my Reiki practice, feel free to visit www.violetroserreiki.com. You can send an email to me at rose at violetroserreiki.com. You can find me on Facebook 
as Violet Rose Reiki. I am on Twitter, LinkedIn, most of the social network um, places, Google Plus, I know I'm on there, WordPress, just Google Violet Rose Reiki, you'll find me. I'd also like to let you know that on Facebook, I have a page called Reiki Ward, and Reiki Ward was formed three years ago, and we're doing very well with it, uh, to provide distance Reiki healing for free for humans and animals all across the globe. Anyone who's in need of Reiki healing, all you need to do is put up a post like you would post on your friend's wall on Facebook. Just put up a post on Reiki Ward. It's a page. And tell us what you, you know, are wishing to receive distant Reiki healing for yourself, a relative, a friend, a beloved pet, whatever. And we start sending. The minute the request comes in, as soon as one of the admins gets it, we start sending. Reiki Ward does two to three rounds of healing every day at a minimum. And we also place your requests on our healing crystal grid for 24-7 energy work and healing. It's a great place. We have about three to 400 Reiki practitioners working along with us. They go to the board throughout the day and check and see what new requests have come in. And uh, send Reiki. It's, it's wonderful. So give us a visit at Reiki Ward. And um, this evening, my guest is Brett Bevel. I hope I said that right. Brett is an energy worker and an author. He has authored several books, including Energy Healing for Everyone, New Reiki Software for Divine Living, The Reiki Magic Guide to Self-Attunement, and Reiki for Spiritual Healing. A poet and performance artist, he is also author of America Needs a Woman President and America Needs a Buddhist President, a poem that initially aired nationwide on NPR's All Things Considered. Since receiving his Reiki Master Initiation in 1995, Brett has dedicated himself to discovering new Reiki techniques that work collaboratively with the higher self. These simple techniques are not only highly effective, but also shift Reiki into a practice of daily living that can transform even the most mundane aspects of our lives into works of healing. In just one moment, we will be back with Brett. We're going to take a brief break so I can open up the chat room for you guys, and we'll be right back.
You're listening to Violet Reiki Radio on the Seika Network through blogtalkradio.com with your host, Reiki Shihan Rose Jimenez, your source for all things Reiki in love, light, and healing. Hi, and we are back. Chat room is open, so if any of you would like to pop by and give a message in chat, we are open for chatting there. And don't forget, if you'd like to call in and chat with me and my guest this evening, Brett Bazil, the number here in studio is 347-677-0699. Good evening, 845. This is Brett. Hi. Hi. Yeah, this is Brett. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for agreeing to be on the show. How are you doing this evening? Really good, really good. It's a a nice fall evening here in Hyde Park, New York, where I live, and we just wound down the season of Omega Institute, and just kind of a, a relaxing evening tonight. Cool. I love fall. It's my favorite season, so. And uh, I, I like these kind of evenings. Yeah, me too. So, Brett, tell us a little bit of how you got involved with so many things. Uh, but how did you get involved with Reiki? What led you there? Yeah, so Reiki came to me, um, you know, it's one of those sort of, uh, it kind of seems like an accident, but isn't really. So it basically started when um, I, it was in the early 1990s, and I went to the NYU Dental Center. I was living in New York City, and I had a wisdom tooth that needed to be pulled, and you know, I didn't have a lot of money, so I went to the NYU Dental Center, and the, the center, uh, the student who worked on my mouth was very, very rough, and uh, after that experience, I felt a little a little traumatized, and I had a huge swollen jaw, and I had the good luck of having a roommate who happened to be a Reiki practitioner, a fellow named Evan Dodd, and he never really talked much about Reiki. I didn't know what Reiki was, but when I went home that evening and he saw my face, he immediately offered to do some Reiki on me. And immediately I felt the connection to something that was much larger than him and me and perhaps most importantly much larger than the pain I was experiencing. And it just allowed me to fall into this beautiful space of surrender and grace and knowing that my pain was going to be alleviated and that I was going to be okay. And so after that experience, I I wanted to learn Reiki and and studied with the same person he studied with, a Reiki master in in Manhattan who I still believe teaches there named uh, Elka Petra Palm. And then from there, it's just been a journey to to just want to keep going deeper and deeper with Reiki and other energy healing modalities as well. Cool. And what are the other um, energy modalities that you use? Yeah, so again, so my my journey began with Reiki, and then... um, and then in 1995, I took my first workshop at Omega Institute in a form of uh, Kabbalistic hands-on healing with a fellow named Jason Shulman, and, and that was a really lovely and powerful experience. And I still often use that technique when I'm ending some of my Reiki sessions. I've also studied vortex healing up to the fifth level, uh, something called omega-level vortex healing. And then it was literally at the end of my uh, omega vortex training, which was the 12-day training in Mallorca, Spain, that I had this opening uh, to to seeing these different bands of light, um, which then I brought through through uh, the book that just came out. 
energy healing for everyone, a path to wholeness and awakening. So there's this, this light that I call light of the eternal one that's very simple and, and easy to use. Um, but there's other lights that came through as well during that year. And so I've you know been working on developing them and, and writing about them, and I'm hoping a, another book comes out soon about a, a different technique that I call magical awakening. So for me, it, it relates to something that I refer to as the divine rainbow, and that I believe that there's many different lines of healing light that are available to us at this point in time. Maybe they've always been available and we're just waking up to it now. I don't know. But I feel like these different bands of light, they're kind of like the lights in the rainbow in the sense that they're the light on the rainbow, it all comes from one source. It comes from the sun, but yet there's a difference between the red and the green and the blue and the yellow. And I, I kind of look at energy healing the same way. And it, it, all these lights are coming from the divine, but each has its own specific purpose. And it's kind of like, if you think about it, you know, they talk about the seven rays and, and the archangels and each archangel, uh, well, not each archangel, but each angel and the archangels have a different ray. There's St. Michael, he's the blue ray. There is um, uh, Gabriel, not Gabriel, but uh, St. Germain with the violet ray and Archangel mm-hmm. Zadkiel, he's also with the violet ray. And, you know, you have all the rainbow colored rays that people have been working with for years. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, it seems you you seem to be on to something here that there there are different ways to work with the energy of the rays for healing and awakening and wholeness. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just the way I look at it sometimes is um, you know just if you if you look at nature, you know that the, the, usually there's health in diversity and in in there being many many possibilities you know if you look at the rainforest where life is so rich that there's so many different kinds of life and i i sometimes look at energy healing the same way that um you know it's great to have one tool but if you have many and many different energetic possibilities it just as a practitioner gives you more options to work with when you're doing a session yeah and when you think about it um that's what it's all about balance so Whatever modality energy uh, work that you do, we're all seeking the same thing. We want to balance the body, balance the entire auric system, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So um, I'm looking here. What is new Reiki software for divine living? Because when I see software, I think of computers. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny because... <clears throat> Looking back on it, I, I think maybe I should have given it a different title. At the time when when the book came through, I kept looking at it in terms of software, thinking of it as sort of a different uh, way of approaching Reiki. And, and I'm actually somewhat of a technophobe when it comes to computers and things like that. <laughs> but I was kind of thinking like, you know, wow, it's kind of comparing it in my mind like, you know, sort of an upgrade from the, you know, the old IBM ThinkPad to the newest version of Mac which is just much more user-friendly and easy to use. So basically what happened, I'll give you just a little bit of backstory on it, is that that same year where I was having these sort of openings to these different lines of light, it was the same year that I had the, the training in Mallorca, Spain. But later that year, I was traveling in Asia. And I was in the former royal capital of Laos, a beautiful village called Luang Prabang which has these amazing Buddhist temples all over. And while I was there, I really felt at a point, and I was just traveling alone, but I really felt at a point that I had a visitation from the spirit of Mikawasui. 
And I felt from him, come from his spirit, this ball of white light come directly into my heart chakra. And what happened with that was that there was all this information that came through, a lot of which ended up becoming my book, Reiki for Spiritual Healing. But what I didn't realize was that that ball of light itself was an energetic device capable of sending Reiki in a new way. And so what happens in the book New Reiki Software for Divine Living is that 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 ball of light is also transmitted to anybody who reads a particular passage in that book where you have what your your own what I call a Reiki crystal which sits right in in your heart chakra. And I think of it in terms of, you know, if we think of Reiki in terms of having its own divine intelligence and its own wisdom. So I think of this crystal as literally being sort of crystallized Reiki light that also has its own divine intelligence and wisdom. And so you can literally just speak to it or just send thoughts to it, and it will then send Reiki to wherever or to whoever you're sending it to. So it's really a different take, um, kind of outside the box of traditional Reiki training. And again, I love traditional Reiki training, and I still you know, lead the trainings at Omega Institute in the traditional form. But for me, this was just sort of another access point in Reiki in a way to sort of open that possibility to people who might not have the the sense of, um, I don't know if dedication is the right word, but I've noticed in my Reiki training a lot of times I've seen people along the way who would seem to get stuck or or stop when the, the symbols were too complex or maybe they couldn't remember all the hand positions. So this is just another very easy, accessible way for people to be able to use Reiki in their in their daily lives. Hmm. It's it's funny you said it because I remember when I had my uh, Sui Reiki Yoho Master Attunement, my Reiki Master said, bring a crystal with you, you know, the one that you want to be your um, crystal to charge your grid with and, and the one you're going to work with. And I brought about a six-inch clear quartz crystal. It was like, I think that was the first crystal I had bought had a bond with wow. that crystal, and she said, you know, I will attune you and the crystal. Uh-huh. So I received my master attunement, and so did my crystal. And I've wow. always used that crystal for whatever grids I'm working with um, in my attunements to my students. I use it, and um, it's almost like what you're talking about, because I was holding the, the crystal in the middle of both my hands in gasho position, right at my heart when she did the attunement. Oh wow. So yeah, so now that you're talking about this this crystal that you that you you know have and, and the work that you do with it and how you explain that, I thought, wow, you know, that sounds very similar. That's really cool. That that you can, you know, do that. Like you said, some people they get caught up in the symbols, they get caught up in the in the hand positions and really to me, Reiki is an intuitive practice. Yeah, and yeah, I agree. Go, go with the flow, you know. Sometimes people get so caught up in, no, this isn't right, that's wrong, you're doing this, you know, and you, and you have to add this, and what if we put this? <laughs> and, you know, I think people throughout the years in trying to either, well, with Reiki it's weird, in trying to either give it more backbone, give it more proof, because everybody thinks we're all crazy. Well, used to think we were all crazy. Yeah. So he's trying yeah. to validate this, this, you know, odd Eastern technique. 
people started adding all kinds of stuff to it and, and by doing that, making it more complicated. And it's one of the easiest things in the world to do. Yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't agree with you more, actually. Yeah, I think, I think the West tends to complicate, whereas the East, um, it, it's very simple. Profound, but yet simple. And here in the West, I, I don't know. We, But one would think, because I always say, you know, Western culture wants instant coffee. Like, you know, I come to you, I take a Reiki class and, you know, make me a make me a master. I mean, my students have to take tests, but they have waiting time in between classes. You know, it's just not in and out, here's your certificate. Right, and, right. And the same thing with traditional uh, Japanese Reiki. You're not going in for a weekend and coming out a certified practitioner. But... Um, it's strange the way that works, you know. Simple, profound, uh, complicated, but instant coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's wild. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I I uh, I like that. Uh, you know, one thing that struck me funny, and as I was reading, I'm like, he's right. You know, America needs a woman president, and America needs a Buddhist president. How about a Buddhist woman president? Yeah, sure. Pema children. <laughs> I I like that. <laughs> Why is this the first I'm hearing about it? I mean, we're just in such a mess, you know, lately. It's like, we need something new. Yeah. And I think yeah. that fits the bill. So since you, these are your things, why do you feel this way? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's funny. So the, the Buddhist president poem I actually wrote back in, in 1990, quite a while ago. And it just came to me. Like, it was just, I wrote it when I was in Ohio working at an outdoor education center. And I was doing a little bit of meditating, reading some Ram Dass books and some other things. And the, and the poem was, like, literally in my head. I didn't even have to think about it. I just wrote it down. And then uh, eventually it came out as a, a book. It was also on NPR back during the 2000 election. And then, you know, working at Omega Institute, um, I happened to have a friend who, who was kind of a Lama Suryadas fan in a big way. She would always take his classes whenever he was there. And one day she was talking to him, and I was just simply walking down a path in the distance. And she pointed at me and she said, oh, that's my friend Brett Babel. He wrote a book called American Needs a Buddhist President. And so Lama Suryadas said to her, tell him next time that he should write American Needs a Woman President. So I actually have to give credit to, to him for the idea. But then once she mentioned that to me, again, the poem was just really, uh, really sort of there and present and uh, um, just kind of came through. So I think, you know, sometimes I think it's very similar, though, to energy healing in, in, in terms of poetry. It's just like kind of being an open channel and it's not – not that I create the poems, I just kind of hear them come through from the universe and just write them down. Oh, believe me, I, I know how that works because <laughs> I never envisioned myself to be a poet. I mean, I always liked poetry. English was my favorite and best subject. And all of a sudden, in 2010, I started writing poetry like crazy. And because uh -huh. it was coming to me intuitively, I would think about something and then all of a sudden I would start to hear the words. I mean, I'm a born yeah. audience, so spirit always spoke to me through hearing, but I would start to hear like the first words of a poem and then I would get, grab a pad, <laughs> <and> start <laughs> writing it down 
and um, I wound up publishing a book of poetry in uh, 2012, and I'm waiting on my second book now to publish, hopefully before the end of this year. I'm, I'm uh, waiting to get some uh, permission on the cover photo from uh, Mabel Ringling uh, Rose Garden down in Florida. Oh, wow. They just come. They just come out of nowhere. I was I was at a Qigong weekend in um, West Haven, Connecticut. Got up in the middle of the night to use the facility. It was two thirty in the morning. Going back to my bed, I start to hear another poem coming through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I start writing this poem down, and it was like, God, this is like really the timing kind of because you know another time it was like four in the morning. I'm like the timing sucks, guys. But it comes when it comes, and you got to, you know, that's the whole thing about going with the flow. You have to go with it, so. Yeah. 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 But that was, that was good. I mean, so now you need to do another poem. America needs a woman Buddhist president. Combine yeah, I'll, I'll see, I'll see what, you know, what the universe has in store for that. Again, you know, I just kind of hear them when they're there, so. Right. Um, I'll tune in and see if that one's there. <laughs> yeah. So now, what is actually the Omega Institute, and and are you like a part of it? Do you are you a featured? Yeah. Uh, so Omega Omega Institute is a is a holistic retreat learning center. Uh, it's in uh, Rhinebeck, New York. They're okay. seasonal operations, so they're only open from mid April until the end of October. And they have, you know, various uh, speakers and facilitators coming there. Uh, you know, Eckhart Tolle's been there, Ram Dass, uh, Deepak Chopra. They do everything from, you know, sort of they have energy healing workshops as well as shaman, shamanic workshops, yoga, tai chi, meditation, dance movement, different kinds of art. Alex Gray often teaches there, writing classes. So, you know, it's really anything that kind of falls under that holistic umbrella um, you know, there's the different kind of workshops that are happening there. And so, you know, people come either for a weekend or for a five-day workshop. And and uh, so my role there is basically I, I, I work with the staff because the, the staff are really amazing. Um, most of the – many of the staff are volunteers or, or they come and work for seven months for a small stipend and also in exchange for a number of different classes. So – my role is basically creating the educational program that's for the staff. So I hire teachers who do do work with our staff and uh, keep the staff working on their own, you know, experiential holistic learning journey. And um, you know, so while that's while that all that stuff is going on, while there are, are also these larger, bigger programs with with the bigger names. And again, I, I'm not involved with that, uh, but I just create the programs that are for the staff. Okay, cool. Do you have a website, Brett, or should people get you through the Omega's website? Um, I mean, I'm listed as a as a faculty on Omega's website, but I do have my own website, which is basically Brett Bevel, B R E T T B E V E L L dot com. Um, so that's certainly a way to to check out where my events are and what I'm up to. Um, uh, I'm also also have I've been pretty active lately on SoundCloud. I don't, are you familiar with SoundCloud at all? You heard about no, it? No. What is that? Okay. Yeah, SoundCloud is kind of like a, it's like a, if you could think of it being kind of like YouTube, except it's all audio. So it's not visual. It's just audio stuff. So I've been posting a lot on SoundCloud, just different healings that are sent through 
audio recording. So you can go, you know, if somebody just Googles my name and SoundCloud, there's all these different free audio healings that, that one can receive just by listening to, to the different tracks. And some of them are just, you know, some of them are samples of healings from the Reiki crystal and uh, some of them are samples from the Light of the Eternal One energy that's the subject of my my new book, Energy Healing for Everyone. So it's a way for people to just kind of get a taste of the work uh, for free and just to get a, an experience of what that healing energy feels like in their system. Oh, that's good. That's cool. So they could do Brett Bevel uh, plus SoundCloud. Yeah, if you just Google my name and SoundCloud, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, my profile will will show up, and I, you know, I have a number of different tracks on there that um, that explore some of these different energetic options. And again, on SoundCloud, they're all free, so a person can just listen to them and and receive the healing through through the audio recording. Right, and I'm sure anybody, if they just Google your name, you'll come up. You're you're on Twitter and the other wonderful uh, social network. You're on Facebook, right? Yeah, uh-huh. Facebook, okay. Twitter, Tumblr, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, all of them. <laughs> I spent yeah, half I my day. I spent half my day covering those social networks. I know it's been wild. <laughs> it's like a second job, but you know you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. God, okay. All right. Uh, you had said, I think, in the email that you wanted to do some kind of a healing thing for my listeners. Yeah, yeah. I would love to. I would love to do just a, a, a demonstration of uh, of the Reiki crystal, if if, if that's something that uh, that we can do. I mean, um, basically, what I would like to do is just invite anybody who's listening to this and. Um, unless they're, you know, driving a car or something. But this is blog radio, so they should all be at home, right? Right. Correct? Okay. So, um, yeah, so uh, I'll just do like a just short healing using the Reiki crystal just to give people a taste of that. And, again, the Reiki crystal, um, you know, it can can react either to a person's thoughts or to their voice. So I'm just simply going to speak out loud and invite my Reiki crystal to to do a healing in about five minutes. Would that be okay? That'd be fine. You know what I'm going to do? Let me take a break, and we'll come okay. back, and we will do that. Okay, great. Sounds good. Hang in there, Brett. The new year is a time when many of us resolve to lose weight and eat healthier. But for people who are either overweight or obese, getting to a healthy weight and staying there can require a major lifestyle change. ARC Director Dr. Carolyn Clancy is here to talk about this issue. Thanks for joining us, Dr. Clancy. First, can you give us an idea of how big a problem this is? This is one of the most serious problems we face. In the United States, obesity among adults doubled between 1980 and 2004. Today, two out of three adults are considered to be overweight, and about 27% of Americans over the age of 20 are obese. Even more troubling... 17% of all children in the United States are overweight. How do you define being overweight or obese? Overweight and obesity are labels for ranges of weight that are greater than what is generally considered to be healthy for a given height. For adults, overweight and obesity ranges are determined by using weight and height to calculate a number called the body mass index or BMI. An adult who has a BMI between 25 and 29.9 is considered to be overweight. An adult with a BMI of 30 or higher is considered to be obese. What are some of the risks involved with being overweight or obese? 
Studies have found that being obese or overweight increases your risk of developing serious chronic illnesses, such as heart disease, high blood pressure, stroke, diabetes, and several types of cancer. Osteoarthritis, gallbladder disease, sleep apnea, respiratory impairment, and diminished mobility are also associated with obesity. What would you recommend to the growing numbers of obese individuals who are unable to lose weight on their own? The good news is that dropping even as little as 5 to 7% of body weight can make you feel better and improve your health. A Blue Ribbon Task Force shows that people can change their behavior through intensive counseling on diet and exercise. This, in turn, can produce modest weight loss for a year or more. People are also increasingly turning to surgery to lose weight. This is a very serious decision, and it's important to choose a surgeon who has a lot of experience. Dr. Clancy, do you have any advice for parents with children who are struggling with their weight? A new report from my agency, the Agency for Healthcare Research and Quality, has found that along with increasing exercise and eating healthier, behavior management programs also help obese children and teens lose weight or prevent weight gain. The bottom line is that there are options for all family members. The best approach is for you to talk to your doctor to get all the information you need to help you decide what is best for you and your family. I'm Dr. Carolyn Clancy, and that's my advice for navigating the healthcare system. For more information on weight management and other health-related stories and topics, go to healthcare411.ahrq.gov. Okay, hi Brett, we are back. And if you're listening, we're going to have Brett send some healing uh, your way, and I'll let him speak a little bit about what he's going to do now. We did before the break, but just in case you're joining us now, um, we'll let you know. And if after the healing, you'd like to call in uh, to talk with Brett or myself, if you have any questions or comments, the number here in the studio is 347 677 0699. Okay, Brett, let us know what we're in for now. Yeah, so again, um, I'm going to be using a, a technique of what I call the Reiki crystal, which again is something not traditionally taught in Reiki, but something that I feel uh, came to me from the spirit of Mikawasui in, in 2007. And so I'm just basically going to be talking to my Reiki crystal, asking it to send Reiki out to everybody who's listening. So those of you who are listening, just I would just invite you to just get relaxed and ready to receive. And I'm just going to, you know, you'll hear me talking to my Reiki crystal and my, my Reiki crystal will be sending the energy. So I'm just going to begin by inviting my Reiki crystal to send some Reiki out to everybody's brain and nervous system to just help them relax deeper uh, for this treatment. So again, inviting my Reiki crystal to send Reiki out to everybody's brain and nervous system who's listening to this uh, radio show. And then because the crystal can do many things simultaneously, I'm just going to keep layering in different levers of the treatment. So I'm going to invite my Reiki crystal to send Reiki out to everybody's digestive system who's listening to this uh, radio. Uh, while that's going out, I'm going to invite my Reiki crystal to send Reiki to everybody's skeletal system uh, who's listening to this radio show. All of their joints, all the cartilage, all the vertebrae in their spine, all receiving Reiki. And I'd like to invite my Reiki crystal to send Reiki 
out to everybody's muscular system who's listening to this, all the muscles, all the ligaments, all the tendons, all flowing out from the Reiki crystal to everybody who's listening to this show now. And I'd like to invite my Reiki crystal to send Reiki out to all the major glands and all the major organs of everybody who's listening to this radio program. And invite my Reiki crystal to send Reiki out to uh, the chakras of everybody who's listening to this program. And also invite my Reiki crystal to send Reiki to all the meridians, clearing the meridians of any energetic debris of everybody who's listening to this program. I would like to invite my Reiki crystal as well to send Reiki to everybody's mental body just to help do a clearing on the mental body of everybody who's listening to this program. And invite my Reiki crystal to send Reiki as well out to the emotional body of everybody who's listening to this program. And invite my Reiki crystal as well to send Reiki out to everybody's karmic body who's listening to this program. And I would also like to invite my Reiki crystals to create around everybody who's listening to this a Reiki sphere of divine grace, which is like a huge egg or a huge bubble filled with Reiki light, completely enveloping each person who's listening to this radio show. And because this crystal also has divine intelligence in it, it can also be used for meditative purposes. So I'd like to invite my Reiki crystal to bring everybody who's listening to this program into a deep Reiki meditation just for deep stillness and for deep inner peace. Just allowing that sense of peace to emerge. And I would like to invite my Reiki crystal to also run something I call a Reiki wave, which is just like a wave of Reiki energy rolling from the top of the head all the way down to the bottom of the feet. Just a nice soothing wave of Reiki energy. And I'd like to invite my Reiki crystal again to just send another Reiki wave rolling down from the top of each person's head all the way down to the bottom of their feet. Again, just for a soothing vibration. And I'd like to invite my Reiki crystal to again just send another Reiki wave for each person who's listening to this recording, to this radio show. And I'd like to uh, just so again, it's just sort of a mini sample treatment. So I'm going to just wind it up by inviting my Reiki crystal to, to shift all the different lines of life that it's been sending out to everybody who's listening to this and to shift all those different lines of light to now be for the most perfect and the most gentle form of integration. And sometimes I notice uh, for some people when this integration line of light begins to flow from the Reiki crystal, some people might begin to experience it as a little more dense or a little more heavy. And that's simply the energy reminding us that even though we are spiritual beings, we do have a physical body and that we just need to be present and aware that we do exist in this world of form. And so I'm just going to invite my Reiki crystal to just send out just a final blessing to each person who's listening to this radio program, just as a thank you for this opportunity for allowing me to share this work with each of you. So thank you. 
Okay. That was great. Thank Um, you for letting me do it. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure everybody is just kind of like grooving with the wave right now. So won't get into anything too complicated at the moment. Let you all come back to the present right now, here and now. Uh, Let me see. I may have someone on the line. I'm not sure. Bear with me. Okay. Hi, area code 206. You're on Violet Reiki Radio. Oh, hi, Violet. I'm just uh, listening here, uh, um, curious about what you guys are doing. And who am I speaking with? This is Raul. Hi, Raul. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. This is maybe a good opportunity for me to to uh, uh, you know to thank you in public for you know your car reading. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Um, yeah. Well, Brett's here with us, and feel free to ask him anything you'd like to know about his work. Okay. You know. You know what? I I am a Reiki master myself, but mm-hmm. I am an an inactive Reiki master. Uh, and I'm thinking about getting a massage table and start doing it more often. Uh, we'll start doing it, actually. And I want to know, do crystals, like you were talking, you were demonstrating, I think, amplify the effect of Reiki? Does it? Yeah, so, I mean, my experience is that they certainly can. Um, the crystal that I was using is, is not so much a physical crystal. It's more an energetic crystal um, that is received through sort of a non-traditional Reiki empowerment. So it's an energetic crystal that that sits in the area of a person's heart chakra. So that's what I was using. But, yes, I I do agree with your question that, uh, yes, I do think that that crystals can certainly amplify the energy and certainly add to to a healing. This might be a very basic question, but I was taught that Reiki energy comes through us and I've I also heard other healers saying that the energy should kind of bounce off us, that we bring the energy down instead of going through us. Um, does that make make any sense to what I'm trying to ask? Well, I mean, I'll just only speak about my own experience. My own experience is that I feel when I'm doing a Reiki treatment, it does to me feel like it's actually coming through me. So it's coming down from above, literally sort of down through my crown and then through my arms when I'm doing a, an in-person treatment, so I actually feel that I'm receiving Reiki as I'm also giving it. So for me, I, I feel more that it comes through the practitioner, even though it's not actually their energy. It is coming from a higher source. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, because right. the reason why I asked Raul, the reason why I'm going yeah. to try and clarify those two points for you myself, if I may. Um, yeah. One, crystals, definitely, you don't need them to do Reiki, but they do help to um, magnify the energy, and they do help with the, you know, working as a complementary modality to the Reiki. Crystals and Reiki work very well together. I use them. I don't use them all the time. If I feel that they're needed, I will I will use them. But definitely, you know, they, they do work with Reiki very well. Secondly, Reiki does go through us. Because when you think about it, we are, through our attunements and through uh, harnessing the Reiki energy, we are clear and present channels. And we're called channels because if you think of 
the Reiki practitioner as a piece of PVC pipe in your kitchen or your bathroom, that piece of PVC pipe allows the water to go through it from the source and come out the faucet, the bathtub, whatever. So like the water goes through that piping, the Reiki goes through the practitioner's. So, yeah. the, definitely. The reason, yeah, the, the reason why I asked that question is because, you know, I've heard a couple of healers talking about uh, the energy being uh, uh, not necessarily disturbing, but also frying your energy field. That sounds uh, a little bit too much. I don't have any proper words, but they will kind of overload your energy field. Does that make any sense? No, wherever you're hearing that from, Raul, that doesn't sound like it's correct information. You should double-check that. Okay, yeah, no, that's why I wanted to ask you, uh, you know, because of your experience, I only did a limited amount. And, you know, you guys are the experts. Okay. Okay. I don't know about the experts, (laughs) but I I know what I was taught and I know what I teach. And uh, I've never heard, you know, I've heard a lot of stuff. uh, And I've never heard that, you know, anybody gets fried or whether it should not affect the practitioner in any way, shape, or form that is damaging or harmful. Um, especially a lot of people tend to say they've done a lot of Reiki and because they've used Reiki so much, they're exhausted. Well, that's just not possible. So mm. <laughs> you have to be careful where the information is coming from. Yes, I understand. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. Well, great. Thanks for calling in, Raul. Of course. Thank you. Great. Okay. Gonna... <laughs> okay. Take care, sweetie. Thanks for calling. You. You too. Okay, that was interesting. Reiki yeah. frogs me. I don't think so. <laughs> Whoa. Um. Yeah. So we're we're on we're on the same uh, page with that. I yeah. You know, I use I've been using crystals for a long time with my Reiki, and uh, it works well. And like I always tell people, you don't need it. But if you want to work with it, if that's what you're, if that's what you're into, I mean, I I started as a child picking up rocks. I thought it was wonderful, and uh, it went from rocks to crystals. Now I have a house load of crystals, and I can't stop buying them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love crystals too. You know, I mean, they're they're uh, beautiful. But I totally, you know, agree with what you say. It's not like you need a crystal to be able to do Reiki. I mean, Reiki will will flow by itself, but you can use a crystal to to add to a Reiki session, certainly. Right. Like I know, like we teach uh, the chakras and Reiki and the chakras and meridians. And I heard it said that Usui didn't teach anything about the chakras when he taught Reiki. Exactly. So, you know, there's so much that's really not needed and again we go back to we keep adding to this but um yeah. it's like my sensei um Hayakutin Inamoto says place your hands surrender and smile that's it <laughs> <laughs> I took Komio Reiki Kai with um uh Hayakutin Inamoto in 2011 and that was what he said he's like you know you place your hand, surrender, and smile. Easy. Just do it. That's <laughs> like, okay. And, uh, yeah. Today, your new book, This Energy Healing for Everyone, is that the new one, Brett? Yeah, that's the new one. That one came out just about two months ago. 
Okay. So now that you're done with that one, what are you going to be doing next? Well, I've, I've been in conversation with uh, uh, Paul Cohen, who, who owns Monkfish Publishing, who, and they're the ones that just published the Energy and the Incredible book. And I've been in conversation with him about um, a manuscript that uh, that I wrote a couple months ago called Magical Awakening, which is about, a, again, a different form of energy. That, all of these energies came to me during that year of 2007 when I was just opened up uh, in a big way. And so that form of energy actually has sort of more of a, a Celtic uh, feel to it in, in relating to the the Celtic concept of the three cauldrons, sort of three primary energy centers in the body and running energy from those. And uh, it's a very playful, uh, very sort of, you know, magical, playful, uh, energetic form. And I really, really enjoy it. So so my hope is that uh, uh, that we'll be seeing that book come out sometime in the, in the next uh, maybe another year or two. Um, so I'm just kind of waiting to, to hear hear what Paul thinks of it. I think he, he's indicated that he really likes it, but I haven't seen a, an actual contract yet, so I'm just kind of waiting to see what happens on that. So tell me a little bit more of this, because now you really got my attention. The three cauldrons in the body? What are those? Yeah, so, yeah, so in, in Celtic shamanic uh, practice, there was this concept of what they would call the three cauldrons, or you could think of them as three energy wheels or three energetic centers, uh, one being at the belly, one being at the heart, and one being at the crown. The one at the belly, in, in the way that I teach it, which, uh, again, sort of has its own maybe sort of a, a bit, bit of a modern spin to this ancient wisdom. The way I teach it is the one at the belly will flow this very hot, fiery light that I refer to as dragon fire. It just really burns things out of your system that are not serving your highest good. And then the one that's in the area of the heart I refer to as the grail. And it has a very sort of deep nurturing effect, just very sort of like this uh, very feminine sort of like mother of the universe kind of energy, just really holding and nurturing. And then in the one at the crown runs this energy that just can literally uh, bring a person into into an awakened state um, and also running that into certain energies where it kind of wakes up that energy into knowing its own sort of divine self. So if you kind of, if you can kind of think maybe of the energy of a particular thought pattern that's not serving your highest good, you can run that Arthur's crown energy into it to literally wake the energy that that issue is created of into realizing its own true divine nature. And then when it does that, it, you know, it kind of stops holding you in, in, in patterns that, that aren't serving your highest good. And then, I mean, that's just at the first level. There's eight levels to the system, uh, but the first level works primarily with these three energetic cauldrons, and then it kind of builds uh, into higher levels. And the, the book that I've sent to Paul uh, basically would, would uh, teach people the first three levels of this system. Oh, wow, that's interesting. Um, question, the, the belly, when you say the belly, are you talking about the solar plexus area or are you talking about the, um, the hara area in the body? Yeah, I just, I really see it flowing right out of the area of the navel. Just really just uh-huh. like this hot, fiery light flowing out of the area of the navel. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, again, you know, there's, uh, sort of an initiation process involved with that that one can get through the book. 
Um, but it's a, again, it's a very playful system in, in the sense that at the second level, um, you learn to access different basic elemental energies that can come through your fingertips, like elements of earth, air, fire, water, as well as different subsets of those elements. So let's say you know you might want to run the element of earth just sort of in its generic form on somebody for grounding, but you could also run the element of earth as a specific energy of a specific gemstone or crystal. Like you could run the element of earth as rose quartz or as malachite. Um, right. You know, for that specific effect. And the same is true with, you know, the element of water. You can just run the element of water, just kind of soothe the emotional body, but you could also run the element of water as a particular sacred spring or as a particular body of water. And they'll, they'll each have its own specific energetic signature. And it just becomes a very playful form in that way. Um, the way I sometimes describe it to my students is, is feeling like I'm engaged in sort of an energetic jazz improv with the divine, but instead of music, it's energy. And that during that process of this sort of playful engagement with the divine, that the healing just happens, and it, but in a very playful way. I like this. This this is this sounds great. Uh, it's funny because you're talking about it, and it reminds me um, that you know now we're coming here to the time of Salin and you know the mm-hmm. everything and. You know, witches have gotten a bad name. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think that a lot of people don't realize or never knew or lost sight of the fact that witches really were the original healers. They they weren't like your Wizard of Oz kind of wicked witch and good witch. Witches were healers. They were midwives. They were, you know, people went to them for um healing and they they you know they were good people they helped a lot of people and um very very pagan rooted is what this sounds like because they you know earth air water fire yeah so it's like it all makes sense and i think yeah. this is going to be this is going to be a blast of a book i can't wait for it to come out yeah, I mean, I'm really, I'm really excited about it, and you know, I, I have to be honest. I love all the different forms of energy that I teach, but that this one is my favorite. The magical awakening energy is my favorite because it's just so playful, and there is that sort of raw, sort of earthy, you know, uh, magic, mysterious aspect to it that I just really love. So. And I totally agree with you. I think you know, witches have a bad name. I kind of think of, you know, they're sort of, they were sort of the European shamans. You know, I think it's interesting in our culture. We always look for the, the shamans now in South America or, or other places where, you know, indigenously the European cultures had their own shamans. It's just that we called them witches and they got a bad name at a certain point, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's really uh, bad. It's crazy because I know, you know, my grandfather came from Italy and, um, he used to do healing on the babies in Brooklyn. And uh, when I took Reiki, my first level, I went to Reiki due to lower back pain. And then when I got to level two and they started talking about, you know, the, the scanning and everything, and I realized that that's what my aunt my father always said my grandfather had done. People would bring the baby to my grandfather. He'd hold him in his left arm. He'd pass his, his right hand over the child while he prayed. Okay, so if you want to say prayers versus incantations, 
you know, mm-hmm. hands-on healing versus Reiki, because my grandfather didn't know from Reiki. But it's yeah. all all very similar. There's a synchronicity throughout all of it. And, yeah, yeah. shamans, healers, healer, shaman, whatever, you know, it, it's all connected. And it's just what's acceptable at the time. So we know when they were having the witch hunts, you know, that wasn't acceptable. I know I was gifted to be psychic from birth, and most of my life I've hidden it because it was not acceptable. You know, when I was a teenager, my friends would say, you know, don't say you hear voices, they'll lock you up. Don't tell people you see auras, you see colors, they'll lock you up in a bed itself. Yeah, yeah. See, now thanks to Teresa Caputo and and all these other (laughs) psychics out there, we're um we're okay. So you know, I have the closet more than in these days, but yeah, yeah. perception. And yeah, there's yeah. such a beauty in the old ways and and the cultures and and the natural energy practices that now yeah, come no, to life. You know, and I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. Well, thanks so much, Brett, for being here. I think what you're doing is great. And um, like I said, looking forward to this new book when it comes out. I want to definitely um, read this latest one when I get around to it. And uh, maybe we'll have you back on the show later on uh, or sometime mid-2015. Yeah, no, I would I would love to. And again, thank you for, for having me on. It's been a, a pleasure uh, talking with you for the, the past hour great keep up the good work and ladies and gentlemen just uh if you want to find brett you know there's the omega institute and also just google brett breville and you'll find him um i'm sorry but brett Bevel. Bevel. i keep i keep confusing you with my juicer i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> but um you can find him on facebook twitter and all the usual social media and definitely, I'm sure, Brett, your books are on Amazon.com? Yeah, they're on Amazon and Barnes and & Noble and, you know, a lot of local bookstores, too. Okay. Check out Energy Healing for Everyone, A Path to Wholeness and Awakening. And we will see you guys next week, same time, same place. And, Brett, once again, thank you very much. Wishing you a wonderful, well, you. lovely weekend and much success. Thank and you. everybody you else, care. thank you, YouTube, Brett. Everybody else, have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. And uh, next week, my guest, I believe, I can't keep track of my own self, is uh, Robert Foyston. Robert uh, has a book out and has done wonderful research on Hawaii Takata. So we'll be talking about that next week. Have a good evening and a lovely weekend. Much love, light, and healing to all of you.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18+ plus. terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE or Summit 4xE. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.